So, 2015 was supposed to be the year of Evangelion, because Evangelion takes place in 2015. But there is another manga that takes place in the same year that is a lot less popular. Uh, but I suppose it has a little bit of a following, at least among hardcore anime and manga fans. And this manga, which didn't come out in 2015, but came out in 2004 by the great Hanazawa Kengo, is called Resentment, or Resentment, because this is America, and, you know, it's part of any sort of hazing ritual whenever you've been thrown into the philosophical gauntlet, or in my terms, critical debate gauntlet, where you just call it Rizantamont, because of, like, Lacan or whatever. Um, but it's been a minute since I've read this manga, and I remember really liking it when I was younger. Uh, I was turned on to it by a great anime world order. Uh, I guess... Yeah, I'll freely admit it, this show is, and me, personally, is, like, super, super, like, influenced by AWO. Probably mostly for the worst, uh, but when they reviewed Resentment, or Resentment, I'm gonna say Resentment, um, when they reviewed it, a lot of the discussion was just, like, what about the people who are, like, doomed to only have unreality? And Clarissa was just like, hold up, hold up, fuck you. <laughs> and that was a lot of the episode. I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a reduction, uh, but, you know, I, I don't really feel like going back and listening to that episode, at least right now, because I just reread the first volume, and I had to talk about that. And it is also episode 100, and it's pretty important that I talk about it, like, right now i don't want to like sit back and like prepare like a here is like a five-prong response to daryl's review that he did like seven years ago or whatever uh no we're not gonna get that petty um we're not gonna dealing with that i just want to deal with the story at hand with the nonsense that i just read otherwise i'll never actually get to putting this episode out because part of my uh, goals for the year is to put out three episodes a week. Now you could say, hey, Jefferson, you've already failed at that regard. I'll say, no, no. I've just been in Berkeley doing my job. And now that my job at the California Swings is done, now 2016 will actually begin. The whole um best of 2015 episode that's its own thing you know but yes now the year has officially begun we're in the middle of the week it's january 13th and it's time to get to putting out episodes for the show that i put out on a whim and i cr created it now i'll be like real open about this i created this show just so that I never had to coordinate with Andy and I could just record things whenever I wanted. That's that's why. Also because I had the domain was open. I was like, huh, I like this domain. It's a good name. Even though the the name is an absolute lie. But whatever. Rosantamont. The manga. 
I guess I want to give a little bit of information about the manga first. It is Hanazawa Kengo's first manga. Came out in 2004. And uh, I think it finished up that year or something. Because it's like a year or two after that. He put out his second manga, Boys on the Run. Which later got adapted into a movie. Which is a pretty cool movie. And I've seen the movie and I've read some of the manga. And I like both. And right now I think he's working on a manga project called I Am a Hero. Which is slated for release by Dark Horse later this year in April, I believe. Yes, April. It is coming out in April. I will be reading that because I like uh, Nanazawa's work. His art style is very different from anything that I've read. And if I had to describe it, um, it, its distinctions from anything else, anything, it's that it doesn't have anime beauty. And this extends to a lot of the things that I've been watching. And if you've seen the shows that I've been watching and talking about, I've been watching a lot of new shows as they come out and things that are, are within the past decade. And a lot of it has really beautiful people, you know? People look good. People look simple, you know? The girls are cute. The guys are handsome. Nobody in Brizantamont is cute or handsome. Even, like, the virtual reality characters who are meant to be cute, if you compare them to any other girl in a show that's coming out this season, you just be like, yeah, nah, that's that's not anime beauty at all. And I'm not, this isn't like, oh, here's, like, this one image of beauty and your ugliness. You can critique all that or whatever, whatever, but there is that, that stereotypical anime look, and there is that anime escapism that Kengo's art just does not embrace. And that's why I love his work. And that's a lot of why I really appreciate Rizantamont. Rizantamont is, by its name, a resentful manga that resents existence. And I suppose, even in its art style, is like a rebellion. Well, maybe not a rebellion. Because Rizantamont, in its nature, is meant to be a reactive force whereby you just kind of hate everything in the world and resent and project all your insecurities onto other things, etc., etc. That's kind of a reductive um, reading of what that term means, but who cares? Who cares? My working understanding, eh, because I don't really feel like explaining or really even diving into the literature base that talks about it a lot, um, is just like being real resentful and being real reactive and I suppose, like, the this manga and its characters and its premise follows that theme to a T. And the premise is there's this man named Takuro who is turning 30. And as a 30-year-old, you know, uh, midlife crisis, you know, all of these things are on the horizon. Takuro... His job is to shred paper at a paper factory when there is nothing else to do. 
he is, you know, overweight. He has gingivitis. Never had a girlfriend. Um, his only sexual experiences are at Soapland. If you don't know what Soapland is, please refer back to our pro-experimentation episode where Andy explained to me what Soapland was. And Takaro is very sad. Now, he uh, goes to dinner with some old colleagues and one of his colleagues is like married or whatever and the other one's like bragging about having multiple girlfriends. And so these are... This other friend who's married is like, oh, yeah, he's lying. He's just into, like, these girl games or whatever. And so he talks to his friend who's into the girl games. And his friend's just like, yeah, enter into virtual reality. Meet my five girlfriends. This is awesome. And Takaro, like, when they touch him, he's just like, oh, a girl touched me. What? This is awesome. I can feel it. Because in this world, in this 2015, the Oculus Rift has been perfected and um you can feel things now and like you can walk around your room like walk into walls which is part of the humor of the manga and so Takaro decides that he will sink his entire life savings into buying a computer and a game and when he enters this world and when he enters this game and he meets this girl who's all alone on an island and he's like about to just be like I have a girlfriend now you know what she says to him? Do you know what she says to him? I love someone else. And there it is. Takaro. The girl, Skiko is her name, by the way, who's supposed to be pre-programmed to like him, is in love with someone else. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's that level of ridiculous and sad. And... It works out their relationship and 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 all that. It's it's really just quite wonderful. Yeah, in both form, at least formalistically, of the art style and the content, this ain't no uh regular bad harem that's dealing with a bunch of high schoolers. Nah, this is dealing with reality like reality and unreality and all the things in between because Takaro his resentfulness isn't even at like himself or his job or his parents but is targeted towards like existing and it's interesting because when he's picking out his avatar um, he actually takes his old high school photo or in his old high school photo where he's not like overweight and old and like balding or whatever. But you know, he's just like a young dude in high school so that he can like live out his fantasy life with uh, a th- uh, virtual girl. And he like in doing so, he's like, yes, I'm going to like not be with any real women ever because real women are like not as great. Real women don't hold my hand. Real woman hands aren't soft and wonderful. And I was like, hmm, okay, all right. You went there. You went there. We've seen this type of character in other anime and manga. We've seen it in Genshiken. We've seen it in Welcome to the NHK. Not as much as Welcome to the NHK is its own case. But we've seen this in Genshiken 
And if you don't know, remember what Genshiken is, I'm sorry. Um, I'll review that on another date so that you can get educated. You also have Wikipedia and Google, so you know you can look look that shit up yourself. This is a daily anime podcast. I like I ain't about to teach you everything, but okay. I don't really know how to transition into this part because this is I've recorded and re-recorded this several times, but I I think that I can't do this in like a calm collective fashion i think i may even like just start yelling but it's hard for me to read this again and it just not feel really personal like it's it's really weird to me this manga is like very nichean in the sense that it smashes so many of conventions and really goes after fragile masculinity in this cruel ironic form and i'm just kind of sitting here thinking it's like damn like damn like what the hell because i do take this personally i take this personally because when i like listened to awo daryl was like there is this character, there is this true otaku that you can become, and otaku is, in the most sense, like, the most, like, reactionary thing in the world, at least in terms of how Daryl and is sort of depicted in this manga, um, because it is this wounded identity that is emasculated by the world around it and it just turns to hate the world around it and seeks to escape into the world of fantasy. Like, like it is not a mistake that Takuro, like, suddenly identifies with his old high school self who's, like, a lot prettier and not as ugly and, it's like, like, tries to escape from himself and, like, experiences a moment of horror when Skiko, like, when, like, malfunction in the programming or whatever starts seeing his real self and she's, like, disgusted. It's like, oh, here's this ugly old man who was, like, looking at me and trying to touch my butt, blah, 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 and, 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 and it's just, like, damn. Damn, like... This is, like, cruel and ironic. And it's just like, how the fuck did I ever, like, decide that Takaro is going to be my future as, like, a young boy? Because it's, it's like, what the fuck, young Jefferson? Like, what the flying fuck? Like, okay, it's, it's, it's like a joke, and it's, like, kind of not a joke at the same time. It's just like, hmm, okay. Like, I can really identify with a lot of aspects of Takaro. And I don't, I don't know if, like, anybody else, like, really, like understands this because this is not something that i've actually like really talked about and this is something that i've kind of kept back in like the dark recesses of my minds as like unthoughts and like sort of like unlike criticized um but it also touches on i think something more broadly just in terms of what does it mean to be a man um and what is it that I'm trying to, like, deal with and, like, navigate because here's the thing. I have been told that I am not a man yet because I have not had a pregnancy scare. My dick ain't doing shit to get me anywhere near close to getting a pregnancy scare. And that is, that is, that this is not a confession. I'm actually fairly open about, like, me never having had a girlfriend or, like, and... 
it's so interesting because like going back that's so part of like the nerd identity that we've developed over the years and that actually goes into like complications of like nerd authenticity checks wherein people in the nerd community are just like you you're not a nerd you filthy casual and there is there was so much time and it was like I never really understood it until like just now like until just now I mean I always thought it but I never really like thought through it because I was always like super frustrated at the oh I like nerds like that type of shit I'm just like bitch you don't like a nerd Mm -mm. no 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 you like what you think of as a nerd no one likes nerds all right because a nerd is a wounded emasculated identity that doesn't live up to like what we think of as a man should be because they are like stuck childlike and like playing around with their little toys and like into the, all these little niche fandoms whatever 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 and that is so much of what like nerd culture is and it's also interesting because we have like this like nerd shall inherit the earth type mentality of like ho 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 you may be bullying them now but they're going to inherit the earth one day because they're focused on all these computer type bullshit manuals so that they can like hand it over there and like become our new masters whereby everyone else who's bullies them now is gonna like get it later and like they're gonna have like this great unfolding moment and then the history books will finally shut forth and like like rain from the heaven will be like this sweet jizz of nerds coming from the earth and just like fertilizing the earth from like all the revenge that they haven't had in the past and it's just like bruh damn this is like the most life denying reactionary nonsense that i can think of but i can still like really identify with you because i thought oh yeah nerd that's gonna be me that's going to be me inheriting the earth one day, whatever. But instead of like revenge of the nerds type nonsense, it I, I like tended more towards the Takaro. <laughs> oh, what was me? And it's just like thinking back is like, well, what the hell like drew me into this? Because it used to be like back in the day, like when I was like 15 or whatever, I used to like think that MRAs and stuff were cool and like now that I think about it it's like how the fuck could I ever think of them as having anything relevant in the world to say it was like oh oh because I just didn't understand what it meant to like actually be in the world because I was young and stupid and like gullible and I just kind of believed anything everything that I read about anything on the internet and I thought huh there's some real forceful stuff um that is like this cruel joke and now that i like finally understand like what is going on and i understand like the absolute ridiculousness of um daryl's construction of otaku and the actual horridness of um latching on to this wounded identity and how kengo's manga um takes this idol and just sort of like smashes it and critiques it in order to affirm like life like being in the fucking world as opposed to being concerned with reality and unreality and because we wounded men who are who can't possibly have girlfriends because we're so like 
poor losers and we, so we have to retreat into like this world of fantasy that we've created for ourselves and like now that i understand like what hanazawa kingo was really trying to do like he's really trying to just say yo just like come out into the world and just like dance dance with the world so that you can like make it anew afterwards i'm just like oh okay yeah this is really smart and like i can't help but take this personally because i've as an idiot as an idiot teenager just like going off of what other people said just just like followed this horrible script that like didn't let has like really damaged a lot of my interactions with people and i'm just like huh okay yeah this is why you think things through and not just latch on to any particular idol that is out there and why you got to go and just like absolutely smash the idol and think things through for yourself like damn jefferson like so much like damn like i really love this man i'm like after i'm done recording this like i've I'm just going to, like, go back, and I'm going to read more of this, and then I'm going to get back to work like I'm supposed to. I don't think I really have, like, anything more to say, like, really. I mean, like, I do. Like, I have, like, plenty of things, like, here and there, and I mean, when I finish the manga again, I wouldn't mind returning to it, but it's like, I wanted episode 100 to, like, mean something, and so it's just when I thought to myself, wait a second, I can like watch something like super sentimental or whatever, whatever, or I can watch something that gets at who is Jefferson and how I just kind of want to go back and just hold 15 year old Jefferson and just be like, yo, bruh, bruh, your reading of this manga is completely wrong. <laughs> now that you've sort of lived through this and it's really funny because at the end of like each volume like there's like these little sketches of oh the main character's like house is actually based on this real house that i lived in and so it's just kind of like huh okay all right you understand (laughs) like like i'm sure that there's like so much of him in each of like the things that he's putting together um so it's just like huh so you're like the nerds in each hand huh okay that's cool i like that that's cool i'll accept your invitation to actually lead a meaningful existence and not be trapped in any particular type of reactionary bullshit you know it's just like just, like, go be an active force and just, like, don't just accept shit. Like, fucking be free. You know, it's just, like, the end of that song. Like, Eric, the Erica Badu and uh, Andre 2000 little collaboration and then the end of her mixtape, Hello. It's just, like, I want you to know, it's just, like, that you're free, you know? It's, like, damn, if I could have explained this, um, like, maybe I would have been just, like, a lot happier and just not dealing with any of, like, this, like, fragile masculinity. Like, I was just kind of joking around to myself. 
like I always do, but earlier when I was walking around town and I was just thinking, it's like, huh, I am just as single as now as when I started this show. And then, you know, there's like all these jokes that come being acquainted with like, ooh, you know, going to be single or whatever, whatever. And, and it's kind of like, huh, you know, maybe you just got to like take a step back and um, just kind of accept yourself first. Because it's in, um, there's a, this really beautiful moment in this manga when Takaro meets uh, Skiko and Skiko just says thank you for being born and Takaro who's like super sad because you know he's just lonely and all this stuff and he's just nervous and it's she's excited because she's been alone on the island for as long as she can remember because she's a program she doesn't realize she's a program and She's just like, oh, there's someone else in the world. And Takaro, he's, you know, being Takaro. And to, like, have his existence validated like that. And she's excited because, like, someone else can, like, share her life with her. And it's like, huh, that's, like, a really sweet and, like, intimate moment. And it's like, yeah, like, a lot of it is kind of built into, like, the whole moe blob type bullshit but it's a little different because it's just like literally like you matter thank you for being born <laughs> like no one has said that like to me and it's like huh like i mean I, at least when i first read this manga no one said that people have been like like really been showing me a lot of love lately and I'm just kind of like oh I really appreciate that I don't I don't know where this love is coming from but and I was like oh okay and I was like huh so maybe my existence does mean something maybe this whole like thing about sharing our lives together is, is pretty cool and that's not even like a oh yeah, let's go form a family type. That's more just like, like what is what is kin? Like, what is kinship? Well, it means to share your life with someone and you share your life with your friends. So, I mean, that's kind of like the creative power of Eros that we should all affirm. And it's just like, it's coming from the Moe girl. But the Moe girl has like an existential type of love. <laughs> That gets at the core of, like, why we want love because we want our existence validated. Like, Takaro, like, he just wants to be loved. He doesn't want it to just be his parents, even though it's just like, huh, your parents' love, like, should work. There's nothing wrong with, like, your mom and dad loving you. Like, what's wrong with that? But, you know, there's that aspect of, like, him just kind of being kind of like considered to be a social loser and fit not fit within all of that and I'm just like huh Takaro you gotta like relax like you do mean something to people but I mean there's that so I mean who am I talking to when I mean you you know am I talking to you 
the listener? Am I talking to me? Am I talking to a younger me? Or maybe I mean both. Thank you for listening. See you on the next episode. Happy New Year's.